Welcome back, everyone, to the Suit Yourself Podcast, part of the Finish First Media. I am co-host number one, Austin, joined today by fellow co-host number two, Brandon Alessio. Here on a beautiful Tuesday in October, today is 10-20 of 2020, the year of terrible. Uh, on today's show, we are going to be going over the happenings of week six, some injuries, um, and just general uh, takeaways from this week. Anything to add to that, Brandon? Sounds good. All right. Well, we add. will get started right off the bat here. Uh, no question for Brandon again tonight. I am ill-prepared as usual. So uh, we're just going to jump right into things. Uh, going over some of the notable injuries from the week. Um, I have first here that Adam Thielen exited the matchup after suffering a hamstring injury against the Lions. Uh, he had an MRI on his hamstring, uh, but he's optimistic that he'll play on Thursday. So that's not great, especially given that it is a hamstring. But uh, the fact they had to get an MRI, but then I go, he'll be good three days from now, is pretty wild. Well, sometimes those are just precautionary, just to make yeah, sure. But uh, I will also like to note through. I'm just reading the news. I don't have any form of medical qualifications here. So you mean you so don't have any in-depth analysis on this? I'm just I'm just providing the news. That's that's all I'm doing. I'm reading essentially Twitter headlines. So yeah, fair enough. Uh, Matt Ryan, quarterback for the Falcons. Injured his ankle, exited the game in the fourth quarter this weekend, uh, was ruled out. Uh, we do not have an update on the severity of the injury. From everything I've heard, I think he is going to play, but I am not 100% able to verify that. Not that it makes much of a difference. But. Um, I'm not even going to go over Detroit. Uh, not really worth our time. Will Fuller injured his hamstring again. Um, <laughs> that being said, uh, given his history, I would assume that he will probably be out three to four weeks and come back in and re-injure. But for the rest of the season. That uh, we'll see how that goes. Him and hamstrings, uh, usually not a story that ends well. So we'll have to be monitoring that. I would not plan on having him available for this week's game against the Packers. Uh, Marquise Goodwin was evaluated for a head injury, uh, and Matt Breida cleared concussion protocol, but his eye was evaluated after the game, uh, or excuse me, was evaluated after being poked in it. Uh, I've not been given any additional additional information outside of the evaluation portion. So hell of an injury. Yeah. Him and Tom Brady both took some eye, uh, eye pokes this week. Um, looking for some additional things that anybody cares about. Uh, nobody cares about Rex Burkhead, so I'm not going to go no. over him. Uh, these are also ones, you know, items for this week. So uh, anybody who is pre-existing had pre-existing injuries is well, probably not going to be mentioned here. Hurt. Granted, he might come back, but yeah, these are all new injuries. And so those are going to wrap up kind of the initial large ones, uh, at least on the offensive side. Um. Obviously, a lot of defensive injuries, but this isn't hear, a defense podcast. You hear that Dawson Knox might be returning from injury this week. That is incredible. Uh, now he could get in there and drop four balls. Is that week. big news for the Bills or no? No, that's no news. I think he's what maybe could save them from their six-game you know, skid. No, you know, the Buffalo Bills are 4-0 and with Dawson Knox and 0-2 without him. Fun fact. Mm. I was on Twitter and somebody like, uh, like Dawson Knox will not be in the game. Like The team announced that on Twitter. And the top comment was good. He won't drop four balls this week. <laughs> That's just something you hate to see. I'm like, okay, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. Um, we'll get to the Bills in a little bit. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start on our week six recap here. Uh, jump. I mean, I we normally go over Thursday night game, but obviously thanks to uh, the Titans, I believe, or was it the Bills this week? I don't know. Due to everybody, the Bills messed it up, and then it, Thursday didn't happen. Due to everybody getting sick. Did I say the Bills? I meant the Titans. Yeah. I don't know why I said the Bills. The Titans messed it up. Well, because we had two Monday night games. Yeah, because then the Bills were there, but then they'd get, the Bills had to get put were that upcoming Thursday, so they mm. didn't push to Monday. So it was the Titans messing stuff. So thanks to the Titans, we had no Thursday night game, but we will start with them. Uh, we had Texans-Titans as the first game that we are going to recap. This game ended in overtime with the Titans winning uh, kind of not very decidedly 42-36 to 36, uh, in overtime there. Um, any big takeaways on your end? It really shows the importance. This might not be fantasy related, really, but how important a good coach is. How mm. they could easily win games because you could see teams of talent such as uh, Dallas prior to Dak going down, and they still have some of it. And other teams like that were they're garbage. But Are they're you referencing the Romeo Cornell comeback when you're talking about the coaching? What do you mean? Well, weren't the weren't didn't the Texans come down come back? Oh yeah, no. Then um. The coach's name, um, Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel, that's it. Mike Vrabel. His little fake twelve men on the field, which legitimately won them the game. Um, it shows. It goes to show, like all good teams have good coaches, and 
it just shows the importance of it. For this game, there wasn't much in the way of surprises. There were a couple receivers who surprised me a bit. I guess Darren Fells on Houston might have shown that he's an, a viable third option there. Um, Adam Humphreys and Anthony Fisker. I know Humphreys had a couple good games before this, but Anthony Fisker, or Fersker, excuse me, I don't recall him having many good games. So maybe those guys are someone to keep an eye on. Nine targets. Eight yeah. for 113, one touchdown on nine targets. Yeah. Led the team. That being said, Tannehill threw for almost 400 yards, and Deshaun Watson threw, I believe, a season high as well. So these guys, even though they're lower names, they probably won't be able to reciprocate it much. However, it seemed like just about everyone was clicking. One guy I was a little disappointed in was Jonu Smith. But other than that, it was a pretty predictable game. Derrick Henry did well. Tannehill did well. Deshaun did well. David Johnson did okay. And, like, the top guys, Cooks and Fuller, did well. Yeah. A.J. Brown did well. I mean, like, all, all the guys you expect stuff out of showed up except for Johnny Smith, basically. Derrick Henry had himself a day. 22 carries for 212 yards, two touchdowns. Um, also, two catches for 52 yards. So, massive day for him. Uh, five targets as well. Uh, I would say Adam Humphreys is kind of – working his way into a being yeah, a weekly flex play yeah. uh six for 64 and a touchdown on six targets uh aj brown back in a big way with two targets uh five for 56 on seven targets so he two was touchdowns. really rolling yeah the two touchdowns he was he's obviously something that they missed and he's going to work back in very well yeah so far i seem to be wrong about him i thought he's going to be just whatever but he seems when he plays he's good mm-hmm. no absolutely uh brandon cook showing that as i predicted before the season it looks like he's going to be the number one option um he hauled in nine for nine targets, uh, which was well second beside under Will Fuller, but Will Fuller's injured, and we assumed yeah. he's going to be. So maybe when they're both playing, he might not be the number one. But he was nine for sixty-eight and one touchdown. Uh, Fuller six one twenty-three touchdown on eleven targets. Um, Cooks, I feel terrible about him because I dropped him after the fourth week because I was in a crunch. <laughs> well, I had a you know. I was wondering why he was in the waiver. Why I'm like, ooh, Brady Cooks is in there. Who dropped him? I never looked it up. He had, I think, like a total of seven points in four weeks. And I just – I couldn't – I was in a spot where my tight end wasn't playing, my kicker wasn't playing, and like a bunch of other people weren't playing, and I didn't want to drop people. It was Speaking of Adam Humphreys, we have a fun fact here. He has – every single game he's played in, he's had four catches or more, and he's never had lower than 40 yards. And he has touchdowns in 50% of the games. So he's moving his way into, like you said, a flex play, but like a pretty safe floor. Because if you look at it, his worst game was four catches for mm-hmm. 41 yards and no touchdowns. Yeah. In full PPR, that's eight points. He's definitely not a sexy play. but No, but like even like last week, he had an 18-point week, which like it doesn't like he doesn't, you didn't hear much about that. But he, he he's moving his way into at least being relatively viable. I just – you know, we'll give a shout-out to Tannehill as well he's been playing he's very been good very well 30 for 41 364 four touchdowns one interception he's looking very nice he's been playing at an mvp level i People just keep talking about like russ about rogers Tannehill should be in i'm not saying he should be the mvp but he's should be in the conversation at least i will say that i do not trust the titans very much if that i know it's kind of weird to say about a 5-0 and team i'm starting to they beat every single team they play by less than a touchdown and the teams are never that good i just but it's, it's like the Bears. I don't. I wouldn't trust the Bears to beat anybody. You know, the, uh, but they always win, though. That that's what I think helps them. And they're the way they play isn't really supposed to blow teams out, if that makes sense. I I get that, but so here are their wins. They beat the Titans. Denver, I remember they've beat. They, beat, they are the Titans. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I read the wrong side. They beat. They Denver. beat the Vikings. They beat the Broncos. So they beat the Broncos by two. That was when everyone. The was Jaguars talking. by three. The Vikings by one, the t- the Titans in over or the Texans in overtime by six, they uh, steamrolled the Bills and they steamrolled the Bills. Yeah. So outside of the Bills game, and I don't know if this is an advantage or a disadvantage. So I'm not going to totally get this from them, but I mean they had like a ten day layoff. What what also is interesting though, a lot of those teams, for instance, Wisconsin or Minnesota, they're garbage. Don't get me wrong, but when they show up, they show up. So I that just, very well – because, I mean, you can make the same argument, oh, the Seahawks only beat the Vikings by one. I just so, think in the same way the Bears are really overrated, I think the Titans are really overrated. I still have a lot more faith in the oh, Titans. Oh, I, of though. course, do as well. I mean, that's not even a question. I'm just saying I think that they are beating terrible teams by under five points, like, consistently. So I'm just yeah. – I'm not – and I'm not saying that they – you know, like you were saying, they are built to do it this way. It just mm-hmm. makes me nervous, especially when you get towards the playoff. But – Moving on to the Bengals-Colts? Yeah, I spent way too much time so talking about that. Um, 
So next, we're going to move on to Bengals Colts. Colts take this one, thirty-one to twenty-seven. Speaking Another close of close loss for the Bengals. Speaking of teams that are really not that good and have a good record, being the Colts, uh, Philip Rivers. I don't. Do I call it a bounce back game? Twenty-nine for forty-four. Uh, 371, three touchdowns, one interception. I'll call it a bounce back. Speaking of teams I have no faith in. Well, yeah. I mean, granted, no he's doing that against the, the Bengals, which is not saying anything. Uh, Colts running. If you see their rushing, Jonathan Taylor has 12 carries for 60 yards. Which is fantastic. And Trey Burton, Phillip Rivers, and Jordan Wilkins all have one carry uh, as being the f- for second, negative, third, for and negative fourth one yard. leading rushers. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, and they're down by so much at the start where they had to do 59 that. rushing yards on the day for the Colts yeah, combined. That's tough. Um, but, yeah, that was circ- um, – I feel like Taylor was a victim I of circumstance. I have there. just about given up on trying to predict which player to start on the Colts. Marcus Johnson leads the way today. Uh, as far as the receiving options, I should To be clarify. honest, I, I found a hack around that, and that's just to not start any of them. No, it seems like it. Uh, <laughs> five for 108, no touchdowns, and that was on eight targets, which was a team high. T.Y. Hilton, another goose egg. I just don't. Goodness. Yeah, sakes. I don't trust T.Y. Hilton at all. I think Trey Burton is an okay, I'm desperate at tight end play. I guess. He four for 58 with a touchdown. I, it's essentially whoever is going to be the – I mean, even Jack Doyle had a touchdown. It's Essentially, nice touchdown, whichever though. tight end is going to play the most is a good start. Moelle Cox is hurt, so he didn't get in there even though I like him. But in the – the Bengals rank in the bottom third in pass defense too. So, like, if T.Y. can't get it done against the Bengals, stuff like yeah. that's concerning. Even, like, Rivers had a good day, but, yeah, they're against a bottom third team. One thing that did surprise me a ton, A.J. Green actually showed up and looked to get a pulse out there. Yeah, eight for 96 yeah, eight on for 96. Targets. Yeah, for him, like that's better than he's done all season combined. T. Higgins, so, though, if you if you picked him up, he's been pretty nice. Six I for 125. S- I saw the dumbest thing. I saw a question, in, uh, like a legitimate, like I think ESPN was like, no. Like they answered the question, like, is A.J. Green a must start now? Our experts say no. I'm like, duh. <laughs> yeah, who's starting yeah, like, him? Like not even like I can see if you're desperate starting him, but like a must start. No, he's not a must start, and I he's remaining on my bench unless I get hit hard again with injuries mm-hmm. or my weeks. Uh, we do like to mention that Joe Mixon did go 18 for 54 with a touchdown, uh, and on the receiving game he went two for 15. I, I believe he went out of the game with an injury. I don't think it's going to keep him out. Giovanni and very much. Um, and Joe Burrow also had rushing touchdowns on the one, which probably had Joe Mixon owners punching air. But yeah, Joe Burrow underwhelming game for Mixon though again, which seems to be a weekly thing. Yeah, Joe. Bur- I mean, Mixon's not. I th- I still think he's a very good player. Well, and he'll mean, find a way. I mean, for fantasy though, it's just every week it's like, well, there's another dud. Like, it w- there's no way he's living up to that first round pick hype right now. I don't think he was taken in the first round. By in a lot of them, he was. Uh, I don't know about that. Either- first to early second. I mean, he's on track for over 300 carries and 1,100 yards. That's not very good. Well, for a running back, for yards, I mean, not that many guys rush over 1,000 anymore. Uh, he's also I, second in the league in carries, which helps him. But Well, that's why you're drafting him too, though. I mean, you draft based on a lot of stuff. And that's also with his with his 250-yard game he had in there, whatever he had a couple weeks ago, which I don't I see him replicating. I still think you underrate him. But uh, I do want to mention Tyler Boyd had a decent floor game, 5 for 54 on eight targets, so – uh, I think him, Higgins, and A.J. Green as a dart throw uh, are all going to be your best options outside of Joe Mixon, obviously. Still would not. Yeah, when A.J. Burrow. plays with some conviction, he could clearly get something going. Uh, rank the three receivers in terms of which ones you're most confident in. Boyd, Higgins, forward. Green. Oh, okay. I might go Higgins, Boyd, Green, but Those two sure. are the close ones. Yeah, Green, they're pretty close. Green, if he could keep having performances like this, he's obviously going to move up, but it's just – after having five bad weeks in a row, it's hard I mean, for me to be like. He's not really doing anything vertical. His average, you know. Well, yeah, and like he had five bad games in a row. I'm going to be like, oh, boy, he had one good week. Must start. No, no. You think he's a must yesterday. start now? No. Oh, Moving okay. on to the Falcons and Vikings. Clash of the Titans. Falcons take this one 40 to 23. Uh, yeah, that's uh, they're now one and five. I still think, and this is why I didn't want to bet it in the Vikings earlier, because I think the Falcons – a lot of teams play better when they lose a coach. So maybe he's – I mean, maybe they start playing better. I mean, they have well, enough players that they could get it done. Again, I say this every show. It can't get much worse. 
Well, so I mean, and of get, course, I start Matt Ryan, or I bench Matt Ryan in a two quarterback league, and he goes and thirty he, for forty and, four, and Julio three seventy one and four touchdowns. Julio's like, hey, I'm going to remember how to play football this week, which is fantastic to watch. Hopefully, you can get that going again. Todd Gurley again is one of the biggest enigmas I've realized in pro sports. He the week prior goes, I think, eleven carries for like one hundred and forty yards. He had a like huge that. long that week. Yeah, he had. Well, it was only thirty five. Well, so yeah, he had. 14 carries for 122 yards. You're like, oh boy, great game out of him. Then he shows up 20 for 47. So I get, I, it seems like it's just a coin flip whether or not he's going to like perform well. Alexander Madison. Here's what I need to know about the Vikings. Uh, they're terrible. Total of 13 carries for 32 yards. That's all I needed. All, all, everybody combined. That's all you need to know. And this is coming from the biggest Kirk Cousins apologist of all time. He's playing like garbage this year. Absolute garbage. The Vikings. Are this was arguably his second best game this season, and he threw three picks. Yeah, that's bad. Like they're in, against like, Atlanta defense. Against Atlanta, yeah, exactly. But the thing is, you have three more turnovers than Atlanta. You're not going to win. The best part is he's doing that, and Justin Jefferson still has nine for one sixty six and two touchdowns on no, eleven I targets. I know, and yeah, as somebody who stashed Alexander Madison and waited and got to play him this week, I feel like the world's biggest idiot because I held on to a guy was dropping decent players when I needed. Uh, space during buys and injuries just to get four points out of alexander madison mm-hmm. it was it was tough it, yeah um irv smith jr he's kind of a what the heck flex kind of situation uh four for 55 so kind of a really low floor there just if you need somebody to throw in there Thielen again with a game where the points look good but it was like a scary performance three catches 51 yards on a touchdown that seems so mundane yeah, but it, you're gonna keep rolling yeah, them out but with this offense you're gonna have uh, some of those kind of games um, on the flip side, Russell Gage, I think if he's I, – I think we've talked about this a while. He should be owned in all leagues. But if he's not, obviously pick him up. Four for 65, I think that's a pretty good floor game for him. Yeah, Hayden Hurst has had to show up the week I'd cut him. Yeah, Hayden Hurst is weird. Yards. He seems like he's either going to give you 12 or 2. That's so. Honestly, that is the Atlanta offense in general. Yeah, it depends which Todd Gurley is either going to ball that. out or be terrible. Julio Jones is either going to do nothing or have 137 yards. They're, it seems like they're all like that. I do think, though, it's interesting. Um, like I said, if if the new coaching staff can kind of inspire this team, I mean, I realize that they're one in five, but with an extra playoff spot this year, and, you know, if you rattle off a couple wins, you're maybe get to eight and eight know, if they get high. I know their but, division's not overly easy either, but, you know, I, I still think that they can. They're still is good enough to put up points, and if you can put up points, like they've scored 40 points. If you score 40 points, you're going to beat probably 90% of the teams mm-hmm. out there. So if they could keep it, and it was consistent too, 10, 10, 10, 10 for each quarter. So it wasn't like they got really hot and just cooled down like the Vikings. I mean, they're not going to get three interceptions a week either. Well, the Vikings were 0, 0, 7, and then 16 in garbage time. I think Hayden Hurst is going to be a, if they can keep this up, going to be a pretty good part of the offense. Obviously, Calvin Ridley. and He's got nowhere to go but up. Calvin Ridley, kind of a floor game for him a little bit. 6 for 61 and a touchdown touchdown on seven targets. But That's fine for him. Yeah, so... That was with Julio popping off, too. So it wasn't like all of his work went to Julio. He was still able to be viable. This game was pretty straightforward outside of Gurley the, being terrible. The biggest surprise uh, in Madison, we all expected more than yeah, 2.5 yards of carry from Madison. It's going to be tough to keep rolling him out there if they're going to be down this quick, though. I mean, they're well, playing against and, a winless team. And in that. if Dalvin comes back, then the bye week. So then they're probably going to rest Dalvin. It'll be back after the bye week is the idea. Yeah. But the biggest surprise for me this week was the Patriots and losing to the Broncos. 12 to 18 might we add and was this really that big of a surprise considering cam newton's coming back from yes and no covid i don't think cam's a great quarterback yeah, they have nobody on that team yeah i don't think he's a great quarterback so when he goes up against a decent defense he kind of gets exposed that being said drew a lot if you were to tell me that well, cam newton outside of the picks 157 yards is not getting it done he only he only had 25 attempts he was 10 for 76 and a touch on the ground though which saved you yeah it's if you were to tell me, oh, the Broncos win, I'd be like, oh, Drew Locke must have popped off. Nope. 189 yards, two interceptions. Who thought Drew Locke popped off with 18 points? No, I said if you were to tell me that the Broncos were to beat oh. the Patriots, I'd be like, oh, well, Drew Locke must have popped off, mm. and that is not the case. Um, Are there any? Philip Lindsay got a lot of work, though. Yeah, 23 carries for 101 yards. Are there any? Jeez, even Royce Freeman got some work. But are there any receivers on the Broncos who you – would feel comfortable starting. Of course, somebody started in a 12-teamer. Somebody started Tim Patrick against me this week, of course. 
Uh, in fairness, in fairness, he's on track for a thousand yards this season and six touchdowns. But it, it is a bit of a head scratcher. Four receptions on eight targets. Uh, he was also, I guess, fresh off of a six catches, one hundred thirteen yards, one touchdown. Yeah, that's fair enough. The week before, four catches, forty three yards. Patrick and a got a little banged up. I, I guess Tim Patrick's the one guy you might want to have, but I don't think that. That's probably the one guy. Jerry, Jerry Judy is good, but I don't down. think he's going to do much this year. Especially with the inconsistent quarterback play, he doesn't. Since he's a mostly a downfield option, he's not like two catches. Like I'm looking at now. James White. The past two games, he's had two catches each game, which is a little. James' stat line is so funny. He had the most targets on the team. Uh, he was eight eight for sixty five yards, none nine targets. That's um, another reason, like Cam, for instance. That's almost half his yards, which are the running back. Alone. Edelman, unfortunately, is looking really banged up out there. He was uh, two receptions for eight yards on six targets. He did have 38 passing yards. He just doesn't look right. Yeah, they really need to get – That whole offense get some help. Right. The uh, I incorrectly stated, I believe on the podcast last week, I stated that I thought that uh, – they, uh, I thought Nikhil – I think I said Nikhil Harry was going to have a good game. You did. No, I, I, was, meant I, very, say, I, I meant confused. to say Damian Harris. I got oh. my names confused. Oh, never mind. Because I realized I that say, right after I said that. And you're like, the wide receiver? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, wait, no, not the wide receiver. I, was like, oh, I thought you were going to do some revisionist history. And then I saw Damian Harris combined for 33 yards. Wait, yeah. So I, well, Nikhil like... Harry had zero <laughs> receptions on two targets. I do want to say, I meant to say last week Damian Harris. But if at this point, revisionist out there. He had 19 rushing yards and 14 receiving yards. So it's not like a six for 19. No, it's, it's not, not like, like a, he was. Ha ha, I told you so. 15 for 19. But yeah. Moving on. I yet, still think better days ahead for. Again, they can't the get rush like, game, but Cam Newton's going to take some. Yeah, he, he kind of ruins the rush game, and he, unlike in every other week basis, kind of ruins the passing game too. But because of his legs, though, I think Cam's still like a QB one. Yeah, I uh, decided ish. to bench him this week, and I regretted it. Well, why? Because I started Roethlisberger. Oh, you have a bunch. Cam of still put up like eighteen points. Oh, so. well, Roethlisberger really let me down this week, but. Washington uh, Giants, another clash of the Titans. One last thing I want to say. Oh. Philip Lindsay does appear. He can carry the workload, 23 for 101. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I know we always talk about how small he is and that he's going to get hurt. He's, but he's been surprisingly pretty durable. I think Melvin Gordon will be back. He was out this week with illness. I know everybody was probably thinking yeah. drunk yeah. driving. No, but illness. It, he had to have gotten a suspension or something from the team. But, uh, well, I thought it was a mandatory three game from the NFL if you get that, but maybe it has to go through court first or so. I don't know. But who knows? Uh, like Brandon said, next game we have the Giants overtaking the Washington football team 20 to 19. Uh, I don't, you could take this two ways. They really hurt their chances of getting Trevor Lawrence, but they are one game back in the division. <sighs> so, what, so the Cowboys are in the lead with two. Eagles have one and a half. Washington and New York both have one. Win, excuse you know, me. We have seen a massive step forward for the Giants franchise and for Daniel Jones as a whole. This was the first game of the season where he did not have more turnovers than he did touchdowns. And he almost had more rushing carries for, than completions. Yeah, for that, I applaud him because this is the first one game where he has the exact same amount of turnovers as touchdowns. So, good for him. I don't yeah. know how they won this looking at it. Um, they had... 130 yard or 230 yards of offense to 350. They had the same amount of turnovers. Oh no, they had one less turnover. Excuse me, but that's just an ugly win and a bad win for the Washington football team. Yeah, stay away from Daniel Jones. He looked bad as always. Devontae Freeman. Kyle Allen looked okay, but Devontae Freeman eight for 61. Um, so I mean that's an okay kind of floor game for him, but I mean I don't know what you're really expecting. It's only three point four yards of carry, so one, nothing too great there. One catch for negative four yards. He essentially got rid of all of his production on that. Darius Slayton. I just it's impossible to trust anybody. Slayton's the one guy that you need to play if you have even, to play one. Even he had twelve points, but considering Daniel Jones only threw for hundred yards, that's pretty impressive, like, all things considered. Like we talked about, we have the return this week. The return. Yes. The I'm forgetting the. I do this every week. The Giants wide receiver who's been out since week two, Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard is returning Ooh, this week. Sterling Shepard. Um, he did lead the team in week one, uh, on targets, I believe, and receptions. So he will be back this week. Um, is he worth the pickup? Yeah, yeah. You might as well. And I would say if or a, depending on your team, on, on a bad team with, and maybe a little deeper league. I mean, yeah. If we if we rostered, um. Alexander Madison for six weeks to get four points out of him. This guy's worth rostering too. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, 
other than that, there's not much to really talk about. The both teams are an absolute just dumpster. Well, fire. I would say on the Washington side of the ball, oh, J.D. McKissick is going to be a is a pain somewhere for Antonio Gibson owners. Uh, then again, though, people who had Antonio Gibson had no business getting points out of him. I don't know, but McKissick had one less carry. He was eight for forty-one. He outrushed him. And he had more receptions. He was six for forty-three on six targets versus he, uh, Gibson's four for twenty-five on five. He targets. is going to be a thorn in the side, though. That's for sure. It, it kind of makes both of them unplayable in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of. I mean, what, what he, I'm trying to see what he got here in a full PPR league. I guess he got you thirteen or he got you fourteen. So I mean, that's not terrible. But McKissick did. Yeah, it's... I would. Would you pick him up in a non-PPR league or in a half PPR league? I mean, I think this is probably yeah, this is yeah. one of his better games. Yeah, I mean, with with how disparaged the running backs are, I'd say why not. I yeah. would say that if you didn't have to, I would try not to. But again, if you're out here rostering, they're both very low end plays. Madison for five weeks. Uh, but yeah, like you said, not much to say about that. Both teams are honestly horrible. So uh, the Eagles are our only hope to dethrone the terrible Cowboys. So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. I'd say the only threat to the Cowboys is the Cowboys themselves, but. I mean, they're just bad. They just keep shooting themselves in the foot. Moving on to the Patriots, yeah, or not Red Patriots, rifle. the Ravens Eagles, the Battle of the Birds. Philadelphia almost comes back, and it seems like the Ravens tried their damnedest to let them. It's 22 points allowed in the fourth quarter alone. But Miles Sanders did go down. What was the score? Oh, 30 to 28 in favor of the Ravens. Again, another week with Lamar Jackson throwing for fewer than 200 yards, which has become a trend at this point. He did rush 9 for 108 in a touchdown, though. Don't yeah, forget no, that. He had, he had that one really nice run. But um, Mark Andrews is kind of – if he's not getting those touchdowns, he's not doing much. And not two catches, 21 yards, which is the second or third time he's done that. But Miles Sanders, I've also heard, has gone down with an injury, and he most likely will not play this Thursday. Yeah, it looked like he was at one to two weeks. So which I don't is, know why he didn't show up on the injury report that I looked yeah. over. Yeah, but – the problem with him, too, is I think it's because he hasn't been officially ruled out. But the problem with uh, Miles Sanders is not his production. He's been fantastic. But the fact that 74 yard they rush. just can't give him the ball. If we look at the past two games, or let me just look up the past three while I'm at it because I saw their low, too. I guess the third one he didn't do well, but he only had 13 carries. The second game, 11 for 80, which is great. Then he had 9 for 118 against one of the best teams against the rush, too. But it just seems like it's just tough when you're down so quick. Yeah, they're down so much, and then – I mean, he's doing as much as he can with it. It's too bad he didn't get the touchdown on the 74-yard run. Oh, that's right. They caught him in the back. He got tackled, yeah, Yeah. within the 10. So that kind of sucked. But, uh, I mean, he's looking very good. I mean, uh, he had a nice day in the receptions with their passes. He was uh, one for negative six yards. Oh, they're being serious. I was like, no, he didn't. So you love to see that. Um, Is Travis Travis Fulgham worth a start? uh, I think he is now. It's three games in double digits. Three straight. Six for 75, one touchdown, and he tied Zach Ertz for team targets. But and Zach Ertz is out. Zach Ertz is also out as well. For some reason, that didn't show up on our injury report. They don't uh, care about the Eagles. They only talk about relevant teams. Zach Ertz also only had four receptions for 33 yards, which is he seems to only get 10% or 20% of his passes. So I don't I don't know what's going on with that. But 23 targets over the last two weeks, Travis Fulgham. Yeah, he's the clear number one here. I would be start. I think he's a must start. Yeah, I, I picked him up off the waiver wire last week for free. So now, yeah, yeah, I somehow got him in a dynasty for a league, team but as, not that much money for a team as sorry as mine. I could definitely use a Travis Fulgham. Uh, I think Hollywood Brown shows you that he's his floor is, is relatively high. It's, I mean, I don't think he's going to have that many big weeks. I think he's just going to be a steady guy. So Decent whatever that flex. whatever that means to you, um, yeah, he's on track for a hundred. Or 69 catches, 1,000 I will say touchdowns. that their rushing situation is disaster. It looks like Gus Edwards is going to get the most carries in that backfield. Mark Ingram in a standard league I don't. <laughs> I think is droppable. 14 for 26. That is tough. Again, though, they only Man. give it to him when they're blowing out bad teams, which is what has me worried about him. But yeah, granted, I, it seems like they're doing that on a weekly basis. It so. more so seems like they're all unplayable than anything. Yeah. But, yeah, I, don't, I honestly don't know how. It, I would just avoid, if at all possible, yeah, um, I, I had their defense in a league, the Baltimore, and they had a ton of points, and they gave up 22 in the last quarter and I lose the league by two. Mm. So, not I'm not here so for that. You had the Dolphins defense. The, that's the guy I was playing. He had the Dolphins defense. Uh, yeah, I know. It was it was a tough week. Pittsburgh would have been nice too. Speaking but. of tough weeks, we do have the Browns and Steelers. Browns 
lose this one 70, 17, or excuse me, 7 to 38. Um, what can we say about the Browns besides I, I think that they're not good? Baker Mayfield is not a good I'm quarterback. I think I'm going to put them in the same class as the Bears. Um, not not with the Titans. Titans are way better. But that's the. It, I think what we could learn from this is Baker Mayfield's not a good quarterback. He was pretty hurt in fairness to him, and the Pittsburgh defense is good. But, yeah, he's the one holding the, de- the team back. The team's yeah. not holding him back. But I mean, the rushing, they couldn't really get much going on the ground either, but that's expected against Pittsburgh. He had only 18 attempts, uh, Baker did. 10 for 119, one touchdown, two interceptions. Sacked four, time with the, four times with a QBR of 5.5. Ugh. Yeah, that's a tough day. I mean, you, you know you have a bad game when you make Ben Roethlisberger. Joe Flacco, like I believe, was there. lower than 5.5, though. So I'm Somebody excited to, to get talk that about man that out later. Of but James Conner, another really good game. He's been a godsend for owners of him, I guess. Chase Claypool, another relatively good game. Finally, a tough game for Kareem Hunt owners, though. 13 for 40. <sighs> I know. I, I Two was, for 17 through the air. That, that was tough for me. But, but seven points, I mean, what do you do? Yeah, Rashard Higgins getting the only touchdown, really messing everything up. Uh, Austin Hooper leading the team on six targets and five receptions. So both of those led the team and with yards, five for 52. David Njuku, one catch for seven yards. Big game out of him. I think Jarvis and OBJ are almost unplayable at this point. I mean, obviously, if you have them, you're going to. I think a little bit of it is game dependent. (sighs) Yeah. yeah, If you know that if it's a team that they're not going to – if the defense is not elite, I think you're fine. I would almost play it like Baker. If you think Baker is going to have a good game, I play him. If not, they're not really. But Jarvis still doesn't have a touchdown. This I was debating in the tough. Dynasty League, sending a guy a trade, OBJ straight up for a Cortland Sutton. Do you have OBJ? Yeah. What do you think? I don't think so because I think OBJ is going to get traded. Right now he's on track for 850 yards on the end of the season, which for him is just simply. Well, he's also significantly older. It's right? Not really. Let me pull up his age. I think he's 27. OBJ's? Yeah, actually, he's like 10. He is 27. Wow. But, I mean, like, that's what... How old's Cooper Cup? You're still... He's probably 27. Yeah, he's 27, too. No, I said that because I thought you <laughs> that made you think of him. But um, even at 27, he should still have, like, three good years left. So, like, at least... Yeah, but big... I don't know. I just think he's I mean, like, not... athletic-wise, going like, oh, he's gotten older. I don't I'm think that works right now. I'm very deep at receiver, if it means anything in my Oh, you league. meant... You said that in order for trading. Okay, I thought you meant he was not performing this no, season. No, 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 no. I'm saying older. in a dynasty okay. league, I'm very, very deep at wide receiver, and I can bench him. So, like – Then maybe that is a decent idea. I was wondering oh. in my – it sounded stupid, like, almost, but then I was like, Ugh, I guess that's – especially since uh, uh, he's out the whole year, Sutland. So, yeah, he might make somebody a little more – Essentially, this made – we all had our doubts about the Browns, and this just solidified them. But we also all weren't sure about the Steelers, and this kind of solidified them as well. So it kind of just let kind us... of. I don't think the Browns are that good, but I oh, think no. it's it solidified Chase Claypool, uh, four for seventy four on four targets. That's the only. I mean, James Conner looked good as usual. Or... Claypool also got two carries for seven yards and a touchdown. So he's uh he's getting it done by any means. I believe he had a rushing touchdown last week as well. So he's averaging. Yeah. I mean. When he's playing, he's averaging almost a rushing touchdown a game somehow. James Conner looking good, 20 for 101 and a touchdown. I know you might have already said that. I'm uh, yeah. kind of forgetting our conversation. Uh, Juju, I still think, is one of the more overrated receivers in yeah. football. Uh, Fortnite really helped him If out. you have him, I'm not excited about it. No. Um, I'm trying to think. Are, are you are, – who do the Browns play next week? I'm just trying to think if uh, – For their sake, hopefully somebody who's terrible. Are, would you start OBJ next week? I'll find whoever they're playing, assuming they don't have a bye. It always depends. It all depends on who I have in my team and who they're playing. Well, I, I'm just in general. Yeah, no. Just let me know who they're going up against. Well, okay, nice. It says no internet. Uh, I'm going to do it one more time, and if we – They play the Bengals next week. That is a start. <laughs> I don't know why my internet is not working, but they play the who? The Bengals. So is he a start? Yeah. Uh, do you think with – over under 13 points under he's only been over like one time <sighs> man and against a bad team you're saying this guy's playable against bad teams but if he's in under flex, 13 is in that the flex playable? i feel like he's gonna be in Ugh. eight eight to 12 who wants him for a flex we didn't draft him as that but it's what you're getting That's tough i think he's playable next week but on my team which i have a good receivers i need to stop playing him but 
Uh, I think Austin Hooper's going to maintain being a good play every week, too. Yeah. Thankfully, after I dropped him, he started playing decent. So, a uh, story of my fantasy life. Uh, Speaking of playing different, decent, do you know who didn't play decent? To no one's surprise. Hey, Teddy Trump. Bridgewater in the next game. Oh, I thought you were going to say David Njoku. But, uh, Two 16 yards, zero touchdowns. The Carolina well, Panthers come, lose. Paint us the picture. Who, what was the score? Here? I said Car- Carolina Panthers lose 16-23 to 23 to the Chicago Bears. Mm. Put 20 bucks in that Why game. Why is my internet not working? Let me tell you something. I won 20 bucks on that one, too. But David Montgomery, again, another just awful rushing game. He saved himself with the receiving again. He's proven to be a decent receiving back and a horrible running back. Um, I'm trying to look at other things. Nick Foles did not play particularly well, but they're still able to get the win. I'm trying to think what else. Mike Davis, efficiency-wise, wasn't there. However, they gave him the ball enough where he was still able to be a viable option. Mike are, Davis, solid. There are reports that um, Christian McCaffrey might be back next year. The coach said next year, next week – Well. He might be back next year, too. But he said the coach said he could be back this week, he could be back the next week, or he could be back the week after that. And I do not know what that means, and I do not like it, because if there's uncertainty, that means I don't think he's going to play the next week. The Bears' front is pretty good, though, in fairness to Davis, who was 18 for 52 and a touch. That beautiful 2.9 yards. That's fair. And Robbie Anderson didn't get many targets, but he's still incredibly efficient with them, which he has been, honestly, probably – when I say MVP, I don't mean the best, but an MVP like a league winner. Like yeah, he was, he's been real solid. He's been drafted as probably what he's been drafted. He as. was ranked on when we did ESPN at the a couple of days before the draft. He was like the or the season start. He was the 99th ranked player. I think I got him in like the 13th round in the draft. I got and, him and uh, I think in the 130s. He's currently on track for over 100 catches and over 1500 yards. So so far he's been absolutely fantastic. I think he'll bounce back too. Him and DJ Moore kind of bouncy ball a little bit. And if bounce back between means targets, do do better than seventy seven yards, then that's fantastic for him. That being said, Panthers are usually better than Jimmy Graham points. gets enough targets, enough work where I think he's a viable option at the tight end. Mm-hmm. And Allen Robinson is another good one, but those are the only two guys I trust catching the ball. Yeah, of course, Cole Komet gets the one touchdown. Uh, that's criminal. Which is yeah great. Well, I get outside of Nick Foles' rushing touchdown, but yeah, uh, yeah, Nick Foles a little bit of a rough day for him. I don't consider Panthers' defense to be that good. I just no, don't think don't, he's that good. So he's he's good enough in the sense where he's kind of like the Fitzpatrick, where like he'll at least like go for it. Whereas like Mitch sucked and he wouldn't go for it. Yeah, he's unlike Mitch and like, like the he complete opposite. Some, he has way. Like some balls. Like <laughs> Mitch just like it's whoop time for the four yard pass. Oop time to miss Allen Robinson for the seven yard pass. At least if. If, he's the you're the he's the train wreck that can sometimes pull it out, pull the yeah the whole train through. Like if if I'd rather have you go incomplete throwing it a forty yard pass than throwing a five yard pass. No, and exactly. Nick Foles is the forty yard. He guy. gives you a chance more yeah. so than anything. I mean, they're undefeated with him, I think, aren't they? But, I guess granted they've only lost one game, but they're doing well enough with him. Grant, I don't see that turning. I can't into remember if success. Mitch. I know I think Mitch got benched at three and zero, but I can't remember. Well, he should have been. Moving on to the Lions and Jaguars. Lions, Jaguars. Again, the, the Lions are better than the record. I'm okay. saying it now. now. You know, here's what happens. is you No, you're saying that because you kept thinking the Jaguars were good. The Jaguars no, they're are not. just terrible. They're terrible. I thought they were good. They're terrible. Well, are, so are the Lions better than the record? Well, it's good. They're stomped. Wow, they beat a one-win team. Yeah, they stomped well, on they them. They were a one-win team. But they team. were – exactly. So they're better than the record. If, if they're better than two wins? Yeah. How much better? They – First off, I think it was... I'm kind of getting upset that this is matured. This was the first game. They were 0-5 before this game with a 10-point leader more in a game. Like That's just bad Whose coaching. Fault's that? That's bad coaching. And they have the pieces to succeed. And I believe Matt Stafford is now, I think, 11 or 12-1. and Now, one. hold on. Who are these pieces they need to succeed? A running game? Because DeAndre Swift has one good game? Well, here's what I'm saying. Matt Stafford, the one win team? I believe, is twelve in one when his running backs get hundred yards or more, or well, when yeah, a running don't back. Play Jacksonville every week. What I'm saying is, if he can get good production out of his running game, which they did this week, they're a very underrated team. I don't know. I I, I don't think you're going to get that. Stafford cons- didn't play well. I mean, they still put up Peterson, thirty-four points. Yeah, DeAndre Swift had a fifty-four yard rush. I mean, good Peterson still had one additional one additional carry. I know, and as an owner of him, this DeAndre Swift game scares me a lot. This is a weird game. Peterson fifteen for forty and a touch. DeAndre Swift fourteen for one sixteen and two touchdowns. DeAndre Swift has gone into must start territory, 
And you might say, what? After this game? No. He has had 9.8 points in half PPR. So in full, he's been above that. So in full PPR, he's had 10 points or more in four of the past five games, which that's a must-start flex. And you might yeah. not think he's been good, but even like the one game he didn't was week one. And that was when he dropped that wide-open touchdown. So he should have been double figures. So he's been in the opportunity to – Well, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. He's been – like even – but, yeah, he's been given the opportunity to actually like score points, and I think he's, it rolls only going to get bigger. James Robinson on the other side of the ball, 12 for 29 rushing, so not great. No. Uh, but through the air, he was 4 for 24 with a touch, saving his day. Yeah, it really did. So he still put some good points up. Uh, I think is, I mean, I think they're going to keep giving it to him, so I yeah. think he's always going to be a good play. Uh, Keelan Cole, 6 for 143 on nine targets. So he had himself a nice day. Uh, DJ Chark, a little bit back down to earth, 7 for 45 on 14 targets, though. So. I see the stat. Gardner Minshew, one catch for zero yards. But he was the one who threw the ball. So did he throw the ball, get tipped, and he catch it? I don't think you're allowed to catch it. I think that's a legal touching. I'm, well, he I'm has, pretty sure that's a penalty if you touch it. He has one catch. Catch it. He has one catch, and he's the only one who's thrown. Yeah, the ball. believe it or not, I did not watch so, the yeah, entirety I, of this game. So I don't so. know what happened there. But at this point, DJ Chark did have a good game, but he had 14 targets, which is a little scary. It's not that good of a game. So well, I mean, 45. He's a dinking and dunking. No, no, it's not. But I mean, like it was like a I guess serviceable. But with 14 targets, it is a bit disappointing. Keelan Cole, again, looked like the better option. With I don't, I don't LaVisca, wanna... I don't even know what to do with these guys because LaVisca had like was had the hot hand for a couple games. Now he didn't do anything. Yeah, I don't know. I At this point, I think they're, it's all, tough. they're all just kind of – you're just throwing darts. Yeah. I wouldn't want to start any of these guys necessarily. Rank them. Keelan oh. Cole, LaVisca, or DJ Shark. It's probably Cole, Shark, LaVisca. Maybe, yeah. It's it or Chark first. I yeah. don't know. I'd probably put Keelan Cole first, but I don't feel great about it. This team is so weird and T- not good. TJ Hawkinson. One last thing to add had another good game. Um, it of course my tab crashes on me. I know he had a touchdown in there, and I saw him get targeted in the end zone. I believe three times. You know, in he the, was in, two for seventeen and a touchdown on five targets. So I think he's a big red zone guy. He, he really is. I guess. Never mind. I thought he did better than that. I didn't watch much of this game. I just saw that they kept targeting him in the red zone. He got one, so I figured he did better. But And just to confirm what we all know, Kenny Galladay is the only one you want. Yeah. I know Brandon might argue yep. Danny Amendola. But if you're desperate for a couple points. Kenny was four for 105, uh, no touchdowns on six targets. Uh, I think he'll have better days ahead. So. Yeah, and even if 101 yards or however many he had is a down day, yeah. then that's pretty good. A lot of times yardage is the bigger thing than uh, – you know, just because yeah. it, you know, it's more you can be more consistent with it. It's not no, like, exactly. You don't. Oh, we had ten yards and three touchdowns. Touchdown it's like, yeah, well, he's never gonna get three touchdowns again. Uh, but speaking about things we'll never get again, how about it? Better you better not be talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick. How about Fitzpatrick in a Dolphins jersey? And this one hurt my heart because he's a good dude. I don't really like. I get it, and I don't get it. I and I get that they're going into a bye, but like, it's not like he's been killing them. It is one one of those picks is one of the arguably the best catch I've ever seen against him. That uh, Jets player who caught it against his butt. 18 for 191, three touchdowns, two interceptions. By the way, leading his team to a 24 to nothing win, might I add. It's tough to get benched that way, but, like, I get it, and I'm sure he does too. He, yeah, well, of course he does. He's He only went there for, like, the mentor role in the first place. Yeah. So he's, they're probably like, look, dude, like, we love what you're doing. But we got to look ahead now. He's probably like, yeah, I get it. I'm 50 years old. I'm from Harvard. I think he's a very strong leader, though. Yeah, he's a good dude. Like, oh, he, like, yeah, ever he gets, since he showed up, up with the new coach, like they've really kind of, even when they were losing a lot of games last year, they looked like a different team. Not only that, they're like three and three. I know it's not really a winning culture by any means. Well, for but the Dolphins, for the Dolphins, they're at least winning games. Could you imagine? You the, want to know the last time the Jets were winning? Well, games? I was going to say, imagine the Jets being three and three. That'd be like the. As a Jets fan, you'd have to feel like the well, best Well, just think ever. back to the Jets. When was the last time they were good? Mark Sanchez. No, it was back when Fitzpatrick was their quarterback. No, it was Sanchez. No, Fitzpatrick. Let, let Sanchez look. made back-to-back AFC Championship games. Well, I mean, like, not good, with, but, like, presentable. With I mean, Rex, the last time they were. With Rex Ryan. Well, yeah, but they were good a year in there, too, with Fitzpatrick. I, like, I have no recollection of him playing on the Jets, to be honest. What? But, He's the reason Brandon Marshall got paid. I don't I have no recollection of this. Maybe this well, is probably before up. my red zone time. This was a few years ago. Uh, on the flip side, 
Speaking of not good quarterback play, Joe Flacco, 21 of 44, 186, uh, and one interception. Uh, not a great day for him. I was wrong. His QBR is a little higher. I'm In not sure who I was thinking about. 2015, we had Ryan Fitzpatrick, starter of the Jets, hmm. goes 10 and 6, with the leading rusher being Chris Ivory. But yeah, I, mean, I remember Chris Ivory being there. And he left, or this next year they went five and eleven, and after that they went five and eleven, four and twelve. I guess last year they had seven wins. Wow, because Darnold actually didn't look that bad. Doesn't feel like it. But yeah, the last time they were relevant was with Fitz there, and since then it was five years prior, and that was with um, with Sanchez. But yeah, he kind of just showed up and like, okay, guys, we could win some games, and it seems like that's what he was doing with the Dolphins, and he just gets kicked to the curb. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason he gets moved around a lot, but I guess yeah, if he were dropped for somebody like Daniel Jones, I'd lose it. Whereas like Tua, like, at least it's for another exciting. Player. Wait, at least it's for like a young guy who's apparently supposed to be really good. So like, I I could I understand it, but I just hate to see it cause I actually like Ryan Fitzpatrick, and this could be the last time we see him play. Shout out Miles Gaskin though. Yeah, actually showing up. 18 for 91 on the ground. Unfortunately, we did not have a one carry Four for, for one yard in a touchdown for Jordan Howard. However, he is healthy this week. I think he was just deactivated. So we might. No, I. He's. They just deactivated him. Well, good. They like, should. I don't think he's actually they, playing. They should. Have. I, I think he's a healthy scratch. That being said, Devonta Parker had a pretty rough game, and he's still the only guy I have really any faith in. Mike Gesicki again burnt me. Between him and Preston Williams, it's like a bouncy ball every I, other week. Just yeah, bounce it's, up, bounce down. It's just. I've played Gesicki two weeks, and there was two worst ones. I think it was zero and zero, if I recall. No, uh, it was. He caught. He no. had one catch for three yard, or one catch for fifteen yards. The game I played him, and then zero for week, zero. He had, yeah. he had two targets. So. Yeah, I played him two weeks, and I've gotten two and a half points out of him. And so. what's great now is that all this is going to change because <laughs> two is back. Because so now it's going to be in. even harder to predict anything. The New York Jets. The New York, New York Jets, though, are a. At least you, Gaskin though is going to stay good. Yeah, no, he, he might even get better. Miles Gaskin's good, but in an exact opposite light, the New York Jets are. Garbage. Here's all you need to know. Crowder, 7 for 48 on 13 targets. Crowder, good. Play yes. Crowder. Uh, Brashad Perriman might be worth a pickup. He was one their big, uh, and I say big in quotes, uh, offseason acquisition who's been hurt. 4 for 62 on 8 targets. I'd say he might be worth a pickup. Uh, it just as a – he's a hold, maybe a flex play. Frank Gore, 70 total yards, yeah, I, a couple I, catches. I don't want to talk about Frank Gore. Maybe if you're desperate for flex. I, but I refuse to talk about Frank Gore. You should never roster him more than one week if you need him for a week. We are, that means it's time to move on. Yeah. Oh, of course. Uh, next, we're going to move on to uh, the game that I sat on my couch yelling about. Uh, I'm not going to say what I was yelling, but yelling things all afternoon. Nice. Uh, Packers lose 10-38 to after being up 10-0. to uh, I mean, what's there to even say about this? This was a, this was just a tough scene. Aaron Rodgers, 6 for 35, 160 yards, uh, two interceptions. Uh, the first one was really bad. The second one was half his fault. That was still pretty bad. He was sacked four times. Uh, Brady, 17 for 27, uh, two touchdowns, no interceptions. I don't – it's just the, the Green Bay looked terrible. This is as if as a Packer fan, this is one of those ones that you you kind of like pretend that you're happy about early in the season. Go, might as well get those out of the system. Well, <laughs> sometimes I'm one of those. I don't know. I don't even think it's me being like. I don't even know what the right word is. I do think it's good sometimes to lose. I spill water all over myself. <laughs> oh, Does that make any sense? I think sometimes it is good to lose or yeah. get blown out, like just so you kind of realign and like, hey, we're not untouchable. I'm probably just making that up. I said there's nothing in this game we really learned other than the fact Ronald Jones is pretty good. We knew that. Gronk has kind of been relevant for like three weeks straight now, and I hate that. I don't know why you'd hate that. I'd say that Tampa Bay is if you if Tampa Bay comes across a team that doesn't have a good offensive line, like they're and I know the Packers looked like really, really off and really bad yesterday, but they were getting to Rodgers like every play. That being said, also with um Tom Brady, this just shows how like complete the Bucks are. They scored thirty eight points with him having one hundred and sixty passing yards. Yeah, like he that does is a, a good team. Like if you that's a that's a Ravens game. It's kind of reminiscent of the uh, the year the Broncos won the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that that the Bron- the Broncos defense is as good as that Broncos defense Bucks, was. Yeah. The Bucks, yeah, sorry. Uh, 
but you know, it's Peyton Manning just essentially had to exist and not throw picks, and they were winning. Hey, Peyton, you got a pulse? Yeah, you gonna turn the ball over every play? No. Super Again, cool. I don't think at this point they're as good as those Broncos, but I think there's a chance that that – I mean, I think they're on the up and up. I mean – As a dynasty owner, too, I am a little encouraged by Kashawn Vaughn's these past couple weeks. I mean, yes, I know Fournette's out, but he's at least looked okay. Like, I know, like, five carries for 48 yards is nothing, but he's at least not having five carries for six yards. Yeah. Um, or 10 for 15, like, like Aaron you Jones. said. Gronk today, 5 for 78 and a touch, 8 targets, which led the team. Chris Godwin, 5 for 48, coming back from that injury on 7 targets. Pretty disappointed. Mike Evans is the one you're nervous about. Uh, 1 for 10 with 2 targets. Yeah, it's because like in the past it was like 2 catches, 2 touchdowns, 5 yards. Where you're like, oh, he he is not getting heavy usage. Yeah, they're like, oh, he had 15 good points. It's like, well, yeah, with 2 touchdowns. Yeah, he's oh, geez, he's on track for like 700 yards and 16 touchdowns. Ugh. Yeah. Um, Ugh. That's in those 16 touchdowns, that's going to go down. Yeah. It's bound to. Um, on the other side of the ball, Adam's looking pretty good. He's finally back from injury. Six or 61 on 10 targets. Uh, better days ahead for him. Uh, Valdez Scantling kind of doing his normal thing. Three for 32 yes, on sucking. five targets. Uh, Robert Tanyan, three for 25 on four targets. So I think all those guys will be better going forward, especially Aaron Jones. He had a really rough day today. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, he did get the lone touchdown, but he was 10 for 15 uh, on the carry side. Uh, Better days ahead for the Packers. Uh, Are there better days ahead for the Niners? They still did okay. Pulling with, out a win over the Rams, 24-16. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. what ha- The Rams are so weird to me. It depends what day you catch the Rams. Uh, there'll, there'll be days that the Rams will look like the best team in football, and then there's the weeks that they just look awful. Um, I think kind of the big takeaway from this one was that the 49ers were essentially like two weeks ago, half or three fourths of their roster was hurt. Yeah. So I believe they got two really, really good starting cornerbacks back today. And then Garoppolo looked a lot better. I know Raheem came back. Garoppolo essentially came back this week. If you watch the, the announcers kept noticing like circling his ankle, like they did a segment where they showed his footwork when he was healthy. Then Mm -hmm. they showed it last week. And then this week again, and he was essentially what they were saying is he's throwing like he almost completely like he was last year, which last week he was not doing. No. So, he looks healthy. Mostert looks healthy. The defense looks a lot healthier. Is Jet a drop, or would you keep him for a handcuff? Um, I would give it maybe another week, but it, I mean, if it keeps shaking out like this, he's probably a drop. Debo Samuel, is he a must own still? Six for sixty six and a touch. Yeah. Well, would... I mean, before that, people were asking uh, he was not owned in a, a ton of leagues. So well, is he... he was hurt at the beginning. Yeah, is he a must? Must own. And then last point. week just wasn't even fair because the quarterback wasn't right. Oh yeah, but I he, think he's, he's now must own. Must own. Okay, I agree. Kittle led the day seven for one hundred nine, a touchdown on ten targets, which I guess everybody's probably expecting. Um, Kendrick Bourne and De- I mean and Ayuk, both of them under fifty yards. Ayuk did get a touchdown on two targets, but they only on two receptions. Excuse me, but they did get three targets apiece. So maybe I know myself in a couple leagues have been trying to roster those guys. So. There's a chance that those guys might end up being droppable, but I would keep them another week. Both the leading receivers for the Rams, both tight ends. Fun fact. They, they, they just don't make any sense. It, what doesn't make sense either is that Cooper Cup had nine targets and only had three catches. I'm pretty sure he had a couple of really bad drops. Too, Robert Woods, four for ten. I mean, they four receptions on ten targets. So the guys who normally get all the yards got the targets. I just didn't get the receptions. Uh, this can't be right. Daryl Henderson, zero catches for four yards. Or yeah. was, that, was that the hook and ladder play I saw? Oh, that probably. I think yeah, yeah that, I think it was a hook. Okay. I don't know why they'd call that receiving, but I guess they had to put it somewhere because it's technically receiving yards for the quarterback. I assume. We will note that Josh Reynolds and Robert Woods did get both the touchdowns on the receiving end. Daryl Henderson, I'd say, is the only running back you should own at this point. I think we finally figured it out. And I'm not even saying he sh- you should like start him weekly, but I think he's the only one worth owning. <sighs> Malcolm Brown not worth owning. Cam Akers is hurt again. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't have a good feel for that backfield, but I, I think you are right to Henderson. I would probably keep Brown on my roster if I had him, maybe. Maybe. For a couple of extra weeks, but uh, it depends how deep you are and if you need a handcuff. Ideally, if you had Henderson, you'd have Brown as a backup. So, yeah, if you somehow had that, that'd be a pretty good situation to be the in. At the beginning of the season, week one, I had Brown. I had Cam Akers. And Henderson's the only one who gets work now, which is Jeez. unfortunate. 
Speaking of unfortunate, the Bills fall to the Kansas City Chiefs, 17-26. to I do think, real quick, though, last thing, I do think the Rams are going to be better. I oh, think yeah. San Francisco yeah. still has a good defense when it's right, and yeah. I think they're a lot closer to being right yesterday than not. So. I mean, I think I think, I think it was named Jared. Um, Goff. Yeah, Jared Goff, he couldn't do anything. Thankfully, the one week kind I started of, him. Kind but, of par for the course, but, but yeah. Uh, speaking about not being able to do anything, mm. Josh Allen, 122 yards, two touchdowns, and interception. Uh, I was watching through 27 times. I watched. Well, yeah, it's what happened there was it was raining, and at the beginning he couldn't throw to save his life. I think he started like 0 for 7, something like that. It's not good. No, he, had, he was 1 for 7, and it was a little push pass he did to a guy a foot away from him. So he was struggling to throw the ball at the start, so they decided, hey, let's try to outrun the Kansas City Chiefs, which is a very bad decision because they are starting Devin Singletary, who is not a good running back against Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who is a very good running back. So Don't one, own any of the Buffalo. Well, no. maybe own them, but don't play them. No. And Josh Allen let, had eight carries and a team-high 42 yards. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes even was 10 for 36. That's a weird for him to run 10 and times. And the Kansas City Chief has had fantastic pressure on Allen, too. Like He, was only, he wasn't sacked at all, but that man was rushed every single play. And if it wasn't he's for very mobile. if it wasn't for some magic in the pocket, he would have been sacked probably five or six times. Stephon St- Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley were still able to be relevant at this point. John Brown is a bit of a head scratcher. He can't seem to get anything going. He dropped one in the end zone pretty badly. On I feel touchdown. like that's his thing. Yeah, he dropped a pretty bad one, which could have easily made it a much different game. However, Cole Beasley still is a very reliable option for a flex play and for the bills in general, whenever they need a few yards, he's the guy they go to. And he's also been pretty good in the red zone as well. Other than that, I think the guys on the bills who are ownable or may not ownable, but playable Diggs and Beasley, obviously with Josh Allen, Beasley more of a flex. I would say. Yeah. And there's not, no real surprises other than I guess DeMarcus Robinson a little bit for the chiefs. But other than that, it was a pretty by the numbers game. Well, yeah, Kelsey, 5 for 65. He got both the touchdowns on a team-high seven targets. Um, Tyreek Hill, I'm not really sure what happened to him. But they he just didn't throw the ball. 3 for 20 on three targets. So. 46 rushes to 26 passes. That was a very strange uh, outcome for him. And they couldn't go deep either because of the rain. Yeah, that's true. Which, that rain was – like I used that as excuse for Josh Allen. Like, well, he couldn't get anything with neither one of them good. Clyde both. Edwards, though, 26 for 161. Yeah, the Bills kept getting them to third and long. Yeah, they kept getting them to third and long and giving it up every time. And Clyde was a big part of that. Yeah, it's not good if you lose the – I mean, the Bills won the turnover battle two to nothing and still lost by no. Because Allen threw a pick. He did. Yeah. Oh, I must. Okay, sorry, I was looking. So they they still beat him though. No, it's one to one. one. No, because uh, Kelsey he he lost a fumble, but Kelsey and Mahomes both lost a fumble. Mahomes didn't lose it. I don't know how to read box scores. Which well, says a, down here. Fumble, yeah, fumble, no, I no, I zero. see it. Yeah, that's my bad. So. It was one to one. Um, cancel, cancel. And there's a bunch of boneheaded play uh, penalties by the bu- the Bills too. Like some guy suplexed a guy out of bounds. It's like really, like you're down nine points. I and think they had a guy like out of bounds. Two, they had two out of bounds penalties in like yeah, like the same in, yeah, in like in the drive. same drive. It's like in, it was like third. It was like or I was like. I think after if they it's hadn't like, done that penalty, it would have been like third and twelve, and then he hits him with a suplex, and then it's first. They team. were like clearly a yeah, lot. Yeah, it's of, like guys, then, come on. That one guy got pushed like five yards out of bounds. I was like, yeah, what are you it, doing? Exactly, and like at that point, the, they were still in it. Like they're probably going to lose, but they were still in it. Like mm-hmm. they still had a puncher's chance. I'm like, no, I'm just gonna just gonna crush this guy out of bounds when we have him at third and nine or something like that. Mm. But, yeah, it was an ugly game for the Bills, just as it was an ugly game for the Cowboys last night. And a very beautiful game and a very rewarding this game one makes for, Kenyon, for Kenyon Drake owners. Uh, I watched this game with a smile on my face. Cardinals win this game 38-10. to 10. Uh, I'm going to put the – I'm also putting the Cardinals in our Bears, uh, whatever the other – I'm not even going to say the Cardinals Colts. The Cardinals did not win. The Cowboys I, just lost. I think that the Cardinals are fraudulent. Oh, yeah, Kyler Murray, 9 for 24. That is not good. 10 for 74 on the ground with a rushing yard, That's with a rushing touchdown. That man is quick. My yeah. goodness. Mm-hmm. He, Him and Lamar, you always talk about how fast they are, but when you see him, it's like, oh. He probably looks quicker because he's smaller, too. But, yeah, he looks quick. He just changes. He just – I don't know what his top speed is. It's probably but, pretty fast. But his, his ability to get to top speed in, like, a split second is incredible. You blink and he's gone. But uh, he should have the nickname Jet, not yeah, not McKinnon. Like Brandon mentioned, uh, twenty for one sixty four and two touchdowns on the ground, uh, no catches. So yeah, I was losing by ten points in a league. I had Kenyon Drake and he had that sixty nine yard touchdown and one by three. It was one of the most rewarding experiences of my life. 
It was kind of weird, though. It was fantastic. No, I'm just not touched. He just cut right through him like a knife through butter. Mm -hmm. He he didn't look that accurate to the passing. I mean, he DeAndre Hopkins two for seventy three on eight targets. Four, yeah, he was not. He he, it just looked weird. That's why I say the Cowboys just lost this. If you hold a quarterback to nine for twenty four and you lose by twenty eight, that is just a collapse. Well, is he Elliott? Ezekiel Elliott, feed me, feed me. Well, yeah, he dropped the ball twice. Zeke had two immediate lost fumbles very quickly in the game. Dalton, He's been terrible with that this year. He's fum- I'm going to go up the fumbles. Continue, sorry. Dalton, 34 for 54, uh, 266 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. So I believe it was four total turnovers for the Cowboys. Um, it was just a very rough game. Zeke, 12 for 49, again, with the two fumbles. Pollard got a lot of work this game, mostly because of the fumbles. He was 10 for 31. Um through the air, Cooper had the most yards, 7 for 79 on 10 targets, with CeeDee Lamb following up 7 for 64 on 10 targets. Uh, Amari also did get a touchdown. Uh, Dalton Schultz, another guy who you're going to want to keep playing, 4 for 35 on 5 targets, at least I think you want to play. Zeke had a team high, 8 receptions for 31 yards on 11 targets. So he had the lead in targets too. It's kind of a, kind of a weird thing. Ezekiel Elliott has 5 fumbles and 4 lost ones mm. through 6 games, which is not good. Yeah, that's not great. All. I think those are all season highs for him. Yeah, that's on track for, I think, 12 to 13 lost fumbles in the season, which is unheard of. Um, And just to throw it out, Michael Gallup, two for 23 on six targets. He's getting very close to drop droppable territory. Yeah, especially uh, – yeah, he's had that one good week. And other than that, he's just done. Luckily, nothing. I played him that week. Yeah, no, I played against him that week and lost by like 10. So that's yeah, just the just, biggest anomaly really just of all time. really to see that. But uh, – I, I do want to say Dalton has always been bad on primetime games. Uh, not you know. I know unfortunately a, for the Cowboys, they have about five more. Though. That's a lame excuse. Actually, no. Unfortunately for all of us, they have about five more. Uh, it was his games. first game. I don't really want to call the Cardinals defense amazing, but it was you know. I, of course, I dropped them too. But it was a Dalton. You know, Dalton's first game. I and their offense is good enough. I think they're going to be better. But it, let's just be fair. The, the Cowboys are just bad. I think we all just think like. Oh, they have good receivers and Zeke. They're great, and it's no, and to be honest, Zeke hasn't even been great. Well, like we saw in, in the, the film in the past, Zeke he has. looks slow. But I mean, like people Last like year. like how could they lose? They have Zeke. They have these receivers. Like Zeke is, I think, closer on outside of a fantasy perspective because he gets so many touches in fantasy. He's closer to an average than the best. I think. Like if five's an average running back and ten is the best in the league, he's about a seven. Yeah, it's tough. He doesn't look that incredible. I mean, I I, I think on his longest yard last night he had an eleven yard run, um, mm-hmm. and I remember it in my head, just thinking, damn, if he were good, he probably could have gotten thirty. He ran through it <laughs> like no, it was. I literally oh. said like I could have ran that exact same like run. Yeah, and I say that as somebody who is very athletic myself, very incredibly. No, but he literally just grabbed the ball. There's a massive hole. He ran straight and then just, like, was guided to the out-of-bounds line. And I was yeah. like, geez, that was the easiest run I've ever seen. But uh, I love to see it. The division-leading Cowboys losing by 28 points. I just can't believe they only scored 10. I think they're going to be back, obviously. I think they're going to be better. I don't think Dalton's this bad. And, again, you say this bad. And Let me get stop right here. He did not play well. He played very poorly. The first game back in prime time. Everyone acts like he was like a complete liability. He had 266 yards, which I know on 51 four attempts is well, a ton of attempts. Of Cowboys, yes, but he had clo- he had like 260 yards, one touchdown, two picks. That is not horrendous. Like it's serviceable. Better day is definitely ahead. And if you have that kind of game, you should have more than 10 points. The problem is the Cowboys. I think they've given up over 30 points every game. They turned the ball over four times too. Which if you yeah if you give up 38 points and you turn the ball over four times, you're going to lose 100 out of 100 games. Yeah, so. I'm still, as every other podcast and person in the world has said, I'm very interested to see how this division shakes out. It was one last thing. They scored their seven points or touchdown on the last drive of the game. I mean, it was 38 in the to three. Mari Cooper, I'll take it. But yeah, it was 38 to three with like one minute left. And then Kenya Drake decided, "Hey, I'm gonna." I'm, I'm sorry, 31 to three. How about I ruin y'all's weekend? No, he he made my week. <laughs> Shout out to Kenyon Drake actually showing up with a pulse and acting like he wanted to be there. It was incredible. Yeah, Kenyon Drake. Uh, and even without that run, he would have had 19 carries for around 100 yards. 69-yard run on the last yeah. possession of the Take game. Take out that one, he still would have averaged five yards of carries. So we had a good game. Just nice game around. for them. Yeah, very good game. Uh, I am a little worried about Kyler, though. He did not look good passing. Him and Lamar have not looked very good no. at passing this year. But it seems like they're kind of in the same situation where if they could get the run game going and get some turnovers, they're just fine doing that. I would say Kyler. I like Kyler a lot better. but I think he's a better passer, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
they just don't have the defense that the Ravens have. No. But um so that's actually gonna wrap up that was our last game of the week. That's gonna wrap up our week six uh recap there. What uh, a recap. What? What a recap. Yeah, absolutely. What a recap. Uh Brandon, just very quickly. Yeah, quickly, quickly, where can we find yeah. it? You find us in the same place you always find us. Finishfirstmedia.com or if you're on YouTube. Or if you like YouTube, if you're on YouTube, you already found us. But if you like YouTube, you can go to SuitYourselfPod on YouTube.com. That's SuitYourselfPod, YouTube.com, or even Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, technically, in Spotify, Suit Yourself Podcast. That mm. is Suit Yourself Podcast. Look for the one with the little logo of somebody holding a coffee mug. That's the one you need because there are apparently multiple Suit Yourself Podcasts. But that's the one you're looking for. Oh, I was not aware of this. But – Hopefully, uh, we'll get the site updated soon. We've been a little bit low on time, so site is not up to date. Look, look at the bags under the eyes. It's the website is not up to date. But like we time. said, hopefully we get that figured out soon. Um, we'll be back tomorrow night to do a preview show for the week seven here. I mean, I was one for one. Actually, no, I was one for two on bets because I I gave into the the bills, but mm, which like, I which I knew I shouldn't about, have done. Yeah, but I, other than that one, I was one for one last week. And if you guys would have listened, you would have gotten a lot of money. So oh, yeah, I'm sure. we're going to go out here and we have the opportunity to win you guys a lot of money this week. So All right. Well, we'd in. like to thank everybody for listening. You could win a million dollars. Have yourself a great evening, morning or like. afternoon. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.